This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Hello? All right, let's get rock and rolling, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm hanging right in there, Bob. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. All right, let's start off with um, our opening. Welcome back to Manifest Mindset. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're both doing great. So that's good to hear. <laughs> it's good to hear. Absolutely, my friend. So, Bob, are you you're still in clinical now? Is that correct? Yes, correct. Awesome. How's that been going for you? Because I know it's kind of been a up and down, some learning curves along the way. Maybe not your ideal place, but every place is a learning experience. So tell me, what's this last week or so been for you there? Yeah, um, I think I have two and a half more weeks left for my for the for the third clinical. Um, so far, it's been going well. There's, there's again, like you said, up and ups and downs, learning things, taking away things, um, and also there are times where it's just, it's just dull and a lull um, where I'm just sitting there for a while. But, but overall, it's just been good. It's, it's been a good experience. So, um, to go off of last episode, so last episode we talked about uh, posting the podcast. So it, it's been up, like one podcast has been up every single day. Um, since we last talked, plus the, the episode that we recorded last week. So just to, just to bring you up to date, Nick, it's going to show all of the past episodes are just going to come out one by one every single day. Um, and then this will just come out in order from two weeks ago. Fantastic. Bob, you so got to follow through, man. Let me tell you that much. Yeah, so, so that's where we're at right now with the podcast, just to get logistics out of the way. Um, and, and it feels pretty good to, to just get the podcast posted and end up and running. Another you know, Bobby, it, it, it's amazing. It feels like a, uh, I'm sure it feels like an incredible breath of fresh air for you, but even kind of like, even you saying that just seems like a breath of fresh air on my end too. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, it, it, I guess another way to put it would be like, um, it gets the, the wheel start. It gets the wheels going again, um, and then once one part of the wheel going, the whole machine starts going. Um, I think that's what's what's happening. So absolutely, thanks. sometimes it's, sometimes it's one step here that needs to be jolted up, and we certainly had a jolting last episode. Yeah, no, last episode you were talking about how um, you talked about that that one thing, just focusing on that one thing. It doesn't matter about the future, it doesn't matter about the past. Doesn't you just want to focus on the present? during that one thing and then thinking to yourself, how can I get this um, this one thing done? And you brought up the analogy of um, the, the two people on the treadmill. They're going what, 30 miles, you said? They're going a yeah. lot of miles. And no, it was, that, yeah, not, not not a treadmill, but it was a uh, it was a run back and forth on a crazy high incline on a speed. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, Bob. Yes. So, so that was a big takeaway. Um, so I was looking through, through the stats of of um, all of the podcasts, and the number one still listened to podcast was um, the one where you talked about Ikigai. Mm. So that was that was. I, 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 I'm I'm going to modify your statement. It was not me talking about Ikigai. It was we talking about Ikigai. Yes, but but you you brought up the topic, but it was both of us talking about Ikigai. Um, and that that Japanese saying, there was a, over like around 400, 500 plays for that episode. So, and every day it's been constantly going up for for that. 
So that I just want to bring you up today on that as well. So oh, that's overall, fantastic. And you know, it's uh, like you said, it, to some extent, it doesn't matter if we have, you know, three thirty, three hundred, three hundred thousand listens. Um, but it does feel good kind of getting that validation that we're not doing a ton to promote it or market it, but there are people listening because they want to because they're sharing it with their friends and. You know, it's a message that we believe in, and I'm glad that others find it worthwhile as well. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And and thank you again for your time. Thank, thank you myself for my time as well, just both of us contributing um, to the podcast. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about today, and also we could follow up where we left off two weeks ago, um, is this idea of, of age. So we're both pretty young, right? Do your 20, 23? 24. 24. Good guess. Yep. 24. Um, I'm 22. So we're both relatively young. So if I were to ask you, Nick, how many lives do you think you still have? So let's how, say how that, many lives? Yes. Yeah, so, so so let's say that from you from now from like when you're born to 24, that's one life. So how many like more 24 lives do you think you'll have? You know, Bob, I think there's a lot of freedom in saying that I have no freaking idea. If I'm if I'm being completely honest with you, okay. it could uh you know my fateful day could be tomorrow, my fateful day could be in 90 years from now. I okay. have an idea that's gonna be somewhere in between those two, um, but I I have I have no clues. That's kind of my honest gut reaction and my smartass answer as well for you that we truly don't know. And sometimes we spend so much time planning ahead and um you know worrying about oh my gosh at this stage of life I have to do this that and the other thing. And I think that there's no excuse for, no matter how careful you are at planning, there's no excuse for not living each moment with passion. And because if you don't live with passion, you're lying to yourself to a certain degree. Now, outside of that, if I were to guess how many more 24s I have, I don't know, two and a half maybe, let's say. What about you, Bob? How many more 22s you get? I don't know. At least, <laughs> I don't know, at least like three or four. Um, there we go. But, um, so I, mainly what, what the point I was trying to get at is um, the life that I lived until now, like, like I'm, I'm trying to rush things. I'm trying to like, um, like do things quick, like, like do something when I'm like, by the time I'm 25, by the time I'm 30. But then if I take a step back and think about it, I only lived, so I only lived up to 22 right now, but then there's another 22 years and then another 22 years and another 22 years. There's three more 22 years, at least if, if I don't die tomorrow, if I don't get hit by a bus tomorrow, but um, there's at least three more lifetimes for me to, to do things I'm passionate about, to do things that um, that fulfills me. So what I'm trying to get at is, is um, what are your thoughts about age and patience? Say that again, Bob? So, so what are your thoughts about age, so being young or being middle-aged and patience? And patience. So you already mm. mentioned that um, it, it, every day, you sh- it doesn't matter like if you're going to die today, tomorrow, um, next week, next month, next year, 50 years from now, as long as you're, you're working, you're, you're going a hundred percent on your passion, um, then you'll be fine. I think that's what you just mentioned just two minutes ago. Um, but on a broader spectrum of being young, middle-aged and patience, does that make sense? Yes, it does. I'm going to i got a couple of different thoughts for this. One of them is do with the stock market. 
when you're young, you're ambitious, you've got goals you're going after, you can afford to take some major big risks out there. Why? Because you're going to bounce back. You're young, you're bold, you're invincible, you can take a hit. So what do you do for investment? You invest in some semi-stable, a kind of crazy option, some kind of far-fetched options that you diversify. You can go down two points and up five, and you can keep doing that, take some major losses, but keep getting some bigger gains, and you're fine, you're covered. You get to middle age or a little bit later, you're still diversified. But what do you do? You seek something a little bit more stable, maybe a little bit less of the pure stocks, you go for some bonds. I do a mixed portfolio. And your old man, you're cruising on in. You don't want that high risk, high reward. You want the, hey, I've got a guaranteed 5% rate each year. I'm going with it. I'm coasting in. It's not as much passion. You're a little bit frailer. You've got a little bit less bone density going for you. You don't bounce back from injuries quite the same. That's kind of the pattern we see. And that's the, I'm a firm believer in the stories we tell ourselves are so significant. But I don't buy that. I don't fully buy that. I think that's the way a planet safe. And I think I want to rephrase your question about patience to rephrase it to a question of presence in terms of, you know, how do you act when you're a certain age or how much patience do you have? I think regardless of your age, are you going to allow yourself to live in the present moment or not? And I think once you answer that question, everything else solves its own, itself. Are you going to live yourself in the present moment? Are you going to live your life in the present moment? Are you going to allow yourself the courage, the audacity, and the self-love and self-respect to be who you are in the present moment? So, I I, I like that. that. That's a great. I, I really love that that, that statement that you said. Um, so practice. So I I, I know I kind of cheated, that, right? Bob, and didn't directly answer your question, but that is my answer. Well, well, how would you know? if you're present or not. Ooh, so would I you like directly that. just ask yourself? You could. You could go into self-reflective state and say that. Um, I was, last night, I was at a fantastic meeting. Um, it's called the Coaches Collaborative. It's a group of people out here in Los Angeles who are mindset coaches, life coaches, whatever kind of words you want to use for them. They're different neuroscientist experts, different motivational speakers, coaches, and I was invited to be with a group of them for a meeting last night. And it was all focused on what did these different entrepreneurs are doing with their careers for themselves, focused on how we can make each other better, focused around the ideas of what this being the month of February about self-love and about flow state, how to get in a better flow state. And, Bob, are you familiar with the ideas of flow state? Yes. So That was a complete leading question. Of course I knew that you were. Okay. All right. Keep it going, Nick. So... You're familiar with flow state. Where that's a state of being where we don't record time well. Some yeah. people, it's the idea of peak performance. And some people describe it as the idea of, hey, we're peak performance. We have this increased concentration, this increased awareness. And that's true. But some people mistakenly say, hey, you must be doing something more. You know, it's like you're doing less. There are areas of the brain with flow state compared to not in flow state that not that they turn on, but they specifically turn off. Many of our rational decision-making processes, um, predictive natures, analytical natures, they turn off. Okay. These are the moments we go from human, um, human beings, we go from human doings 
people are just doing, 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 doing. Human beings, to being present, to being still, to being when in the moment. In when you're in that flow state. And so I think a way to determine if you've been present is how often have you been in a flow state? Because I believe that has a large predictive value. Because when you're in a flow state, you are 100% present. There is no time. There is no analytics. You just are. And so I believe another way of asking that is a question I love to ask people is, what was the last thing you did that made you feel like you've come alive? If that was way too long ago, if that was over a few weeks ago, you've got to make a change to your life. And if we can think of more and more of those times that are clumped closer together, it is more likely that person has reached a flow state in those times. It is more likely that a person has been more present in their own lives at that time. Okay. Can I can I ask you that question, Nick? Bob, ask any question you would like. Well, well, the, the question you just you just said. When was the last time you were in a flow state, and when when? Instant was it? One hour ago. I was in the clinic. My last patient canceled for the day. I was done for the day. Um, was finishing up a few notes, talking to one of my PTAs that he works with me. And um, he was just trying to kill time because traffic in LA is freaking crazy, man. Um, you can't drive home at certain times. I have the privilege of walking to and from this job. So I said, hey, let's run through some stuff. And I love being a teacher. I love being a mentor. And so we went over some stuff with his own body, some kind of tightness or certain range of motion he was having. And I didn't even just, I didn't think about it. I just, I went. So there was certainly communication. There was verbal communication. So I think that there was an illusion sometimes that, hey, you know, this feeling of being alive, coming alive, and being in a flow state. You can't talk. You can't communicate. No. You just have to genuinely express yourself and what you feel like is the fullness of who you are and getting in that state, not scripted, not nothing. So we were doing like cervical, rip one manipulation, thoracic spine manipulations, soft tissue differentials, and just a very much of just, hey, I was going, he was the spine, he was soaking it up, he was asking questions, it was just boom, 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 walking it. So that is the most recent time I felt like I was coming alive for who I am, Bob. Okay, wow, that is great. Now, Bob, let me be a pain in your ass slash a great friend, because I believe that sometimes those are one and the same. What was the last time that you felt you'd come alive? I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever I get, so the first instinct when you were talking about it was, oh my God, I, I don't know what, what the last instinct was. But as you were talking, as, as I was thinking, um, I would say, I would probably say when, um, when we started this podcast, so today, so as we're talking, this this is this is I I would assume, or I think this is my flow state. When just time goes by, I'm right here in the present moment, listening to you talk, um, bouncing ideas off of each other, and this is something that that I I personally enjoy doing and, and really am passionate about. So that that's my answer, Nick. I freaking love it, Bob. I think I have an ace of spades in my pocket. All of you guys, the freaking king of diamonds, man. You come out, I say, you know, I come alive within the last hour, and you say, Nick, let me up the ante to this. I'm freaking alive right now. Bob, Bob Chang, I love it, man. 
Yeah, I, I'm like like you said. Um, if it wasn't in the last week, now I, I think I need to do more of this, right? Um, because it, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, I, I think just just talking with, with like-minded people, um, or just listening to like-minded people, or doing like-minded things. Um, I think that puts me in the flow state. Uh, more so from a broader view of this podcast. I think I just need to put myself more into into those situations. Um, I think overall, like if I were just to put a label on it, it would just be personal growth, personal development. Um, but at the same time, also communicating ideas that I'm passionate about and actually doing and acting upon those ideas. So that's where I'm at with my, I guess, quote unquote, flu state of what we're talking about. So I can I completely believe you, and I'm proud of you, man. Thank you, Nick. So um, if we were to go back to the question, so the original question was, how do you find the present, or or how do you know if you're being instead of doing? Right. That, I think that was the original question that I asked you, and then we talked about the flow state. Yes, or something along those lines, very close. Yes. So so the idea was, um, we're doing we're we got to be. I guess in order to be a human being, you got to be in that flow state more constantly, more consistently and constantly than if you were not. I would agree. You you would agree. Um, I like that. That is that is great. And then, what do you say? Like, how often would you self-reflect and, and think to yourself, "Am I in this flow state enough?" What do you? What do you yes. Go ahead. That's, what do you, that's a great question. That's Bob. That is a high-level question. That's a question with a high emotional intelligence and high curiosity. <sighs> Old man Steve Jobs once said, rest, rest his soul, um, not the actor Ashton Kutcher who played him, but Steve Jobs himself said that if you, if you look in the mirror every day and if there's too many days in a row that he's tired, he's not excited about what he's doing, he needs a major change-up. And that's the way I think he question, Bob. I think about hey, if I check in with myself, how often do I check in with myself? And how often do I say, hey, is there a warning sign? Am I, have I not been there enough? Am I too tired? Am I burnt out? And I think the metric we have to use, which I'm thankful for to fall on the other side of it, is how often do you ask yourself that? And compare that. Compare that to how often are you in flow state? If you are in flow state or you believe yourself to be flow state or you believe yourself to be present, more often than you ask yourself that question, you're on the right side of the line. If it goes the other way, if you're sitting there wondering, hey, am I in flow state or not? And hey, guys, sorry for the background noise. I'm getting home and my awesome dog's sparking her head off. Um, But if you're sitting there and you are wondering and you think to yourself, hey, when was the last time? You can't come up with when when that last time was. I'm coming in pretty good. I know, we got the dog on the podcast here. Yeah, perfect. Perfect guy. Say hi to Violet. Hello, Violet. How you doing? Okay, she's just wagging her tail. She's good now. I'm home. Um, but I think that it's that checking in when, when, when I say this, of course, I just came up with this right now, but it makes intuitive sense to me. 
it makes intuitive sense because it's the direction that we're being put in. Of course, this gets affected and can be skewed a little bit by the current state of the emotional lens we're in. If we're in a very positive, fruitful, fulfilling lens, we're going to be a little more likely to think of this more positively and see a little bit more of the fulfillment ratio. If we're kind of down and questioning ourselves a lot, it may be harder to think about the last time we we felt like we came alive compared to when we're currently questioning it. But I think in general, asking yourself that time and time again about not so much, hey, am I doubting this, but where does the ratio lie? I think that can be a great indicator. So I like that. I, I like that. I, I think um, if somebody listens to the podcast and, they, and then they think to themselves, have I been in flow state for the last in the last week or not? Um, but what if what if you're, you're trying to ask like you're trying to maybe like help a friend or maybe you're trying to like help somebody else, but um, they don't really like they don't really think about flow state. They don't really like talk or, or have any like, like they don't think about it at all. So um, like it doesn't they don't really they can't self reflect on it like if they don't know or, or they don't remember to do it. Does that make sense? Is that about- we have to have a language and an experience to match that language to understand it. So, Bob, are you are you preluding to ask? Hey, we have the people who are conscious and aware of it. They've already got a little bit of a heads up victory. They know the language to communicate that in. What if somebody doesn't? How can we how can we help a brother out? How can we help a sister out to find that flow state or to approach that conversation? Yes. What what comes to my mind? Let me think about exactly how I want to word this. And, of course, the minute I start thinking about how I want to word it, I know I'm getting too wordy. What I would ask them, not about the last timeline, the last time they felt alive, but let's, let's tone it down. Let's tone it down into people who might not know the guy language. What do you enjoy doing? What do you just get wrapped up in? What if, what, when do you have spare time? And I'm not talking about, like, ooh, I got, like, an extra hour to sleep because, like, I'm totally worn out and exhausted. Now, when you have extra time, when it's your break or whatever from school or a job or whatever, what do you find yourself gravitate for you doing? What do you find yourself enjoying a little bit? What do you find your little escape to? And we can, we can look at that. We can look at, hey, for me, for example, when I play basketball, I get caught up in the moment. I love it. And it, it's so many aspects of it for me. It's the it's the little mind games I play with people. It's the intensity. It's the, the skill, the physical challenge. It's just engulfing this intellectual strategy in my mind. It's, it's all of it. And so I, I am more often to get in the flow state with myself when I'm playing basketball versus when I'm, let's say, taking a test or when I'm, I don't know, when I'm vacuuming or whatever. Um, I was about to say when I'm eating food, but let's be real, I love freaking eating food. So that's a horrible example. We have these these things that we enjoy, that are innate that we enjoy. And I think there's a reason we enjoy them, because it corresponds with who we are, our values, and just what brings us in that flow state. So I think the first question is, what kind of things of that do you enjoy? If you get somebody who can't name those, even a few, Bob, we've got a bigger crisis on our hands than getting people in flow state. We got to get them out of survival mode before you can get to a chance of flow state. I mean, we've got Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Food and water and shelter and security are far above anything close to thriving in self-actualization. 
So you need to take care of the basics before you can get there. Yes, that makes sense. So, so what I'm hearing, um, you, so, so flow state, being in flow state, being thing, doing things you're passionate about. This is all inclusive. It is, it isn't just things that, quote unquote, are stereotypically productive. No, right? you, and and even sometimes for people who are used to being productive, it's the contrast of that. It's it's what do you do when there's no desire, no need to be productive, or even when there is that need, do you gravitate towards anyway? It's it's like the good old saying of what do you enjoy most? What do you fire up about life? And then the goal is to embody. Okay, what what is that thing? Let me do it to the ultimate degree. The thing that I'm not in flow state all the time. Nobody's in flow state all the time. But what am I in flow state with most often that I thoroughly enjoy? I'm contributing to other people around me, and somebody out there is willing to pay me for it. Yes. Wow. That is good. I like that. That is. And, and I think it's it's so much in our culture and our society. Hopefully, it's shifting. I believe it's shifting, but maybe it's just my biases of the people I'm used to hanging out with, and that I've I've kind of leveled up my community that I, I enjoy being around. I believe that we're progressing, that we're progressing to not the conversation of, hey, what can I what can I do to get paid for? But then can I find something in that to enjoy? No, what do I freaking enjoy anyway? Maybe you're not gonna be the NBA star. But maybe you can work on marketing for an NBA team or, or something along the lines. What what do, am I passionate about? How can I be of service to something I thoroughly enjoy that lights me up, that makes me have a meaningful contribution? Oh, then can I find somebody that will pay me for that? And hopefully it's ethical. Wow. No, I, I, when you mentioned flow state, when we were talking about it like 10 minutes ago, in my mind, the first thing that came to my mind was, was what was the thing you're passionate about that is stereotypically um, productive? So um, it, it's not, not like things that you enjoy. It's not, not like much things that like, aren't stereotypically productive. Um, so thank you for that reminder. Thank you for that. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, it, it can be as simple as, you know, playing the guitar. It can be yeah. as simple as, like, for some people, they can get freaking meditative getting out there and mowing the lawn. If that's you, great. Freaking kill them and make a business out of that stuff. Do whatever you got to do. Or some people, they know that making a business and making their career out of something, they know for them, It will take that experience. It will take that full state out of it. So they keep it as a hobby. Whatever it is for you, I just encourage you to make your life meaningful and to make your life full of what fulfills you and what gets you in that flow state. And I'm not pretending, Bob Chang, that I have the perfect science or perfect evidence behind it. But what I do know that I'm not pretending is that I spend time actively seeking this out. So I have something that works pretty decent for me that I'm looking at and getting better at. Wow. That is great. I I really like I really like that. Thank thank you for the rhyme, reminder. Thank you for the wise lesson today, Nick. That was that was great. Um, do you wanna do you wanna add anything else to this? Not not for this specific topic, but I do have a uh, a, li- a little tangent to throw out there after. Yes, let's hear it. Nick. Okay, all right, let's hear it. So, um, I caved. I caved over pressure over time. This man, Nick Davis who spent the entirety of college and all my senior year high school off of social media. I, wouldn't have, I went ahead and I, I signed up for social media again. I signed up 
for Facebook and Instagram. And the reason I originally got off it back in the day was I was just spending way too much freaking time on it. That stuff annoyed me, man. It was, uh, it was, it sucked up all the little in between 10, 15 minutes past the time and made me completely unproductive and it wasn't even fulfilling at all. And I was yeah. better without it. I knew it. But eventually I was at the point now where it's, hey, listen, I'm out here. I'm a professional. I want to find all these ways of getting passive information, passive connections, being part of great communities. And the blessing and the curse of today's society is a lot of those are through it, social media. And yeah. so I'm not necessarily, I'm curious for, so again, this is me wrestling with it for a while, talking to friends, and I've already committed to it. I'm already on. So I'm doing it. So I'm not asking you to convince me in or out of it. But I'm just curious to kind of what, hear your thoughts, your reactions as somebody who, you know, you do leverage social media uh, and, my, and from my perspective, pretty well. Um, I don't think you let it abuse you back. At least that's my perspective. So I'm curious from your perspective, Bob, what you think is the right balance of utilizing social media versus abusing it. So it's more so, um, well, well, it depends on what the goals are for you. So you talk about you wanna you wanna have that passive, um, passive, you would say like inside information, like you, you get information passively plus be a part of communities. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say that, and I'll be completely frank and honest, I want to do as little work on social media possible. I want to be lazy with it, and I know that my intention going in. I want to be connected, have passive info fed to me through Instagram for people I'm connected with. And through Facebook, I want to be part of some awesome um, health, career, physical therapy, coaching, networking opportunities. And now that may expand in the future for me to do more as I participate in those communities, as I participate in maybe making my own content myself. But for right now, dude, I am fully okay admitting I want to be crazy lazy with it. Yeah, no, of course. So um, for me, I would say um, if if I was doing that, I I would just follow people that that have the, the same vision that have the same mindset, um, that are on the same wavelength as you. Um, and then for, for passively getting information, they'll, they'll be posting things. Um, you can like, you can comment, but then over time, this is just like a, a, like a two-second thing. So you come on once a day or twice, twice a day, and the feed just, just comes new. It's just brand new things. You connect with people. People recognize your name if you're co- co- commenting um, every few days, if you're liking their, their their posts every few days, um, you could send them a message every once in a while that they'll remember your name. Um, it's it's this passive networking that even though it seems like very small and it could take like literally five minutes a day, the impact is, is huge because if, if the, the person that's on the social media account is actually the person that's on the social media account, they, they'll remember your name. They'll see you often. It's like, it's like that annoying bug that's just always there, but um, it's not annoying because you're actually contributing to the community. You're, you're contributing to, to the person you want to network with uh, that you're, you're taking information from. Um, so that's where, so that's where I, I, I'd say mainly, mainly on Instagram. Um, that's where all of the the influencers or the PT knowledge. So I feel like that's mainly where the information or the network that you're looking for is on. Facebook is more so. Um, People, I guess it's more so like for friends 
and for, for people posting, um, but you have to be friends with them. So it's, it's, it's more on a different scale. There's less of a, there's more work involved in Facebook compared to, to Instagram. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if, if you wanted to be extremely lazy and just focus on one, I would just suggest working on Instagram. Facebook, you can just add people, like add your friends, add your influencers you want to see. But less time would be on Facebook because less actual information would be outputted on Facebook. There would be more information outputted on Instagram from influencers and there's more chances for networking and passive consumption of information on Instagram. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Bob, I appreciate your perspective as always. And again, I feel like this is a conversation most people are having 10 years ago, but hey, just because I'm developed in certain ways does not mean I'm developing others and we have to take it out with a grain of salt for all of us. So, hey, thanks, man, for making it happen. Thanks for the perspective. And uh, we'll see what the next adventure entails, my friend. Yeah. Like, again, like Instagram right now is still the main platform for physical therapy networking, especially. Um, So that, that's, if you want to focus maybe just even 10 minutes a day, that's, that's the place you want to focus on. All right. Appreciate it, my friends. But, but yes, that's my opinion. Um, do you have, do you, have, do you want to follow up with anything else with that? No, not really my dude. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm good to keep it simple, keep it lazy for now and see where it develops in the future. Perfect. Um, so last week or two weeks ago, we, we also talked about how I was going to create a lead magnet um for the acupuncture clinic so i created the lead magnet last week i sent it to you over email um i think it looks pretty good there were some grammatical errors that i need to redo to 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 edit it um but for the following week i like to put it on the website and have a page attached to it and then i want i want us to to maybe be on a, a website on the website and then just walk through it together and then you can look at the lead magnet then I like that, Bob. That's a good How idea. That I think that's a great accountability. I think that's a great next action step. I think it's great follow through. I'm down Perfect. for it. Perfect. I love it. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Because I feel like this is we talk a lot. We talk about being in the flow state. How how we can find figure out if we're in flow state enough. Um, how to be present, which is being in flow state. And we talked a little bit about social media. And then I thought that was a great episode overall today. What do you think? Dude. Dude. Great recap. Della, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, Bob, it's always a complete pleasure to be on air with you to make this happen. And to our listeners, thank you for being invested in us. But more importantly, thank you for being invested in yourself. That is a great way to end the podcast. All right, Nick, I'll see you next week.